You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Chop is back in New Jersey. That's not the Chop. That's not the signal for the Chop. That was the face I used to make. It. What's up, everybody? We're back here. Double coverage with the McCourty twins. I, myself, J-Mac, Jason McCourty with my co-host and sidekick. They call him D-Mac, Devin McCourty. Uh, as always, you guys know you can find this podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all of those good things. Mama, we made it! Yeah. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCourty twins. And as you guys know, you can find us on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just search at McCordy Twins. Quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center and Embrace Kids Foundation. We've come together uh, to tackle sickle cell disease and you can learn more information at tacklesicklecell.org. Upcoming events, ways to donate and ways to get involved. Uh, also, uh, as you guys know, our newest sponsor and friend on the show, Normatech. Uh, anywhere athletes are redefining their potential, Normatech recovery systems are helping them to push boundaries and exceed their goals, recover faster, increase circulation, and conquer sore muscles with Normatech, the ultimate recovery for today's athletes. Just visit uh, www.normatechrecovery.com to get yours and to learn uh, more about it. So. You see, as you get all that, I just drink my water and prepare. Hydrate. Yeah, no, not hydrate. I'm just getting ready to roll. You know, if you guys don't know, I did most of the work for the script today, Jay. Totally snow day for his kids. He bailed out on all of the podcast stuff and did a snow day for himself. So um, if he's lagging behind, it's because he didn't update the notes and I did all the work. So, But you would have been impressed by my creativity. I have young kids, six, three, and two, soon to be seven, four, and three. But... We were out back uh, in our little yard here in our townhouse here, and um, we don't have any hills. Uh, my mom, uh, well, our mom, bought us a little um, sled way back in, like, July. She happened to be somewhere and brought us a sled, whatever. So thought about it, go get this sled, but I don't have a hill. I don't want to walk anywhere. So what we did was there was, a, there was a lot of snow on the steps. So we piled a bunch of snow up in the sled a bunch of times, packed it all in on the steps, and created ourselves a little slide right on the four or five steps we had right in the backyard. Kids had a blast. They're young, so they don't want too much adventure. It's just a little did they bit. All, did they all get on the slide? They all got on. Kai was inside at first. And she. you can see I posted a video on Instagram. Kaden went first. Well, I was a guinea pig. I went first to make sure it wasn't dangerous. And when Kaden went down and he stayed alive, Kai was in the house. She said, he made it. He made it. <laughs> and then she got dressed. She came outside. Um, but enough of my snow day. Schools need to open up tomorrow because my kids need to take their bus to school. <laughs> For Thanksgiving, they ended up having parent-teacher conferences on Monday and Tuesday. So, they, so there was no school. Parent-teacher conferences all day, Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, there was no school because it was before Thanksgiving. I guess we didn't even get a half a day. Then Thursday, obviously Thanksgiving, Friday. So the kids was home for a whole week. Finally got them back to school yesterday. Now today, they back home with a snow day. They going to school tomorrow. They going to school tomorrow. Yeah, my, my kids' school was open. Well. Daycare slash school. Roads are clear. They're going tomorrow. Yeah, they had a ball. They was in there 10 a.m. 
little delay start. We just call that two-hour delay. I wonder if they still say that now. They was uh, the only kids in there, huh? No, it was packed. Packed. Picked them up. Uh, picked them up around five thirty. It was packed in that thing. Oh, five thirty. Usually leave them in there till what? Eight thirty. Nah. Sometimes you can't leave them that late. Sometimes you let them sleep there. Don't you? Can't leave them that late. Well, my wife's busy. I don't know what she's doing, but she claims she's busy running errands. Well, today I was here watching film. She just was sleep on the couch for a good hour and a half. Sleep on the couch. Well, at least that's good. She's not out with another guy while she's running errands. I mean, being being sleep during the day is not very productive, though. Yeah, you, you want to go to sleep at night and say, you know, I was productive. She can't say that today. You may, she wasn't productive. You may want to take that up with her. Let's let's get into the show. Breaking news. What you got? We, wait, we're into the show. You know what I mean? We started off with some day. But people aren't coming to you for relationship advice. Wow, they should. I've only had one. No, I've what, had a couple. They've what, all been successful. And you could title it, What Not to Do. For a lot of it. Yeah, for most of it. But it could get you where you want to be. It's just learn from the lessons. That's the key to life. Ron Rivera, relieved of his duties in Carolina. Was this a surprise to you? Hold on. Interim coach Perry, Perry, Perry Fair, uh, Farewell. Okay. North Turner moved to special assistant. Obviously, North Turner, ton of experience. So head he'll coach, be helping Perry out. But the key to all of this, Scott Turner now becomes the offensive coordinator. Why is that the key to all of this? North Turner's son. I'm definitely taking a different – yeah, get my son off as a coordinator. I'll be special assistant. Nepotism. It's about to move up with a family. Ron Rivera, I've heard nothing but great things about him as Same. a person. The biggest mistake he made as a coach was going to Super Bowl 50. Go to Super Bowl 50. So you're 50, telling us it's a mistake to make it to the – explain. Go to Super Bowl 50, lose it to the Broncos. Um, after that – Everyone wants you to go win the Super Bowl now. So anything less of that, if you don't make the playoffs, if you lose in the first round, if you lose, well, wild card, if you lose in the divisional, if you lose in the conference championship, even if you make it back to the Super Bowl and lose, it is a disappointment. So no matter what Ron Rivera did, if he didn't win the Super Bowl somewhere, you know, what did that happen in 2015? We got 16, 17, 18. They probably would have gave them, you know, two, maybe four years max. They Damn. wanted a Super Bowl. They're 5-7, and seven, 15th in passing, 12th in rushing. But 16th. they're also playing without their starting quarterback. And they just they, – so I'm assuming and a, and a they start, just lost to the Redskins. And their starting quarterback was hurt most of last year with a bad shoulder. Hurt this year, didn't play two games, um, and he's relieved of, relieved of his I duty. was just very surprised to see him fired in the middle of the season. A guy that's had – uh, a good amount of success there, like you said, well-respected uh, throughout the league. So to see – I don't feel like they were doing that bad that you would see him fire. Well, maybe there's some other coaches there in that building that they, they wanted to see. get a chance to see and see what they were going to do when they were in charge. And that's the one intriguing thing because I was a part of something like this. It was about halfway through the season. Um, I want to say it was fifth, sixth, one, one of them years in between there in Tennessee – when Wizahunt was in his second year, we were about halfway through the season. They fired Wizahunt and Malarkey took over. And it was interesting because I was one of the older veteran leader, leader type guys. And I remember talking to Malarkey and being on the team as a coach before the, the year before. You start to kind of note in your mind things that are happening that you might would do differently. 
that you see there, some maybe personnel-wise players, coaches, and administration throughout the building, you may be like, uh, I don't really know if this is the right combination. So sometimes within is the best way to go to get you to the next step because you know what's in the building, you know what talent lies there, you know what the culture is like, and you have a good idea of what you at, the, at least think can get the organization over the top and get them going back in a direction that you want them to get going. So it'll be and interesting. If you fast forward, Malarkey ends up taking the Titans to the playoffs. Yes. A couple years after Multiple that. Multiple nine and seven records. Was not saying nine and seven is something to uh, mail a postcard home and say we've arrived. But from where the organization had been, um, he developed it enough to get it to when he handed it off to Vrabel. It was a playoff team. Um, they have one, and then not only made it to the playoffs, one on the road uh, versus Kansas, Kansas City, City very and true. then came uh, to Foxborough in the divisional round, and um, things didn't turn out the way they'd like. But obviously, a coach that he at least took the next step, and I think that's what you're looking for in, these, in an organization is progress. And like you said, Ron Rivera, progress. The only way to go from losing the Super Bowl is winning the Super Bowl. So any year after that, and is for a the failure. next coach, yes, if you come in, I mean. In this organization, I don't know if playoffs is enough. Yeah, but that's what it should be. I, and I think I've, I've, I've played so many seasons where the goal was to win our division. And it really wasn't. And I, I understand it's a step-by-step -step process. But the belief, I think, to actually go do it all wasn't always there. And obviously there is a progression to it. But I think you need to have that expectation year in and year out yeah. to be able to at least get closer and closer and, and you, need to, you need to develop a standard. Yes, and the great Shiano words, you just keep chopping because he's back at Rutgers. We'll get to the chop. We'll get to the chop. Get we'll there. get to the chop. We got to give a big shout-out, friend of the show, Eric Rowe. Signs a three-year extension in Miami. He will be a Dolphin for three more years. If you're watching, probably not big news. You might not care about Eric Rowe, but we like do. I said, friend of the show, Miami Dolphin. We got a lot of friends down there. Shout-out E-Rowe. I know when he signed that contract. He came home and his wife was like, ooh, we got money. Just be careful, E. Don't let her spend all that money. Yeah, we got to see him get married this offseason. So a lot of good things happening for my guy, E. Rowe. Uh, moving on to some other breaking news. Josh Shaw suspended last week indefinitely uh, for betting on NFL games. Um, did you see how he got caught? He just didn't know, right? He just went to Vegas. So he did a – I don't know anything about gambling, and that's not just because somebody could be watching. I really don't. But he did a three-team parlay. I don't really know what that means. Yeah. But once you do get – so, one, he bet on the Arizona Cardinals, his team. And he bet for them to lose, and they <laughs> lost. So, shout out to him for knowing which way to go. But on his application, he wrote his name and all that. But I guess on the betting applications, you write – I guess there's some form of an occupation title. He wrote professional football player. So, when Caesars saw this – they were temp they had to contact the Nevada gambling board of whatever. And in turn, trickle down effect, they contacted the NFL. NFL. So when it first happened, everybody was like, dang, the NFL got facial recognition, or they got people that are scattered looking for like the article I read today. No, it said he wrote professional football I saw player. that. So like this, and I feel so bad because He's a he's he's I don't I think he's been in the league for a little bit I think three or four but years. But the new didn't because it was a couple years ago where you know when you first got in the league you wasn't allowed to bet on anything, and a couple years ago I thought it came out that you were allowed to bet um, on different games you just wasn't allowed to bet on NFL games so maybe he just kind of fumbled a little bit 
with what was okay and what wasn't okay. He was on IR. He had no affiliation. Well, I won't say affiliation. He came in the league in 2015. He's almost a seasoned vet at this point. He wasn't, but he wasn't in the locker room. So he was. They said he didn't get any inside information. Yeah. Um. It. It. it from that perspective, it was innocence. Innocent in a sense of he wasn't in there looking at the game plan like, oh yeah. And he made the bet at like halftime or something like that. So he wasn't in there looking at it like, oh yeah, I think we got this one or anything of that nature. But this is a pure form of just like ignorance in a sense of you sit in those meetings and you go through and you've been in them in the beginning of they training are camp. Brutal. Or in the spring, they're brutal. Meetings are about an hour long and they come from this topic to that topic. To at least this they took out the to uh, topic. At least they took out the real bad skits. They yes. just had the corny skits in yes. there. But and, and that's the thing though. I remember talking to Tom one, I think this was la- this may have been this year, and we were getting ready to have an NFL security meeting. And he looked at me and said, "J Mac, can you imagine? This will be my twentieth NFL security meeting. I could probably stand up there and conduct a meeting myself." So it's like those things become mundane and very repetitive. But this is an instance where him just paying attention in that meeting would have got him out of a whole. I mean, and honestly, probably would have saved his NFL career because yeah. it's going to be tough now. He was on IR. Um, like you said, came in the league in 2015. I remember when he was on the Bengals. Fourth, fourth round draft pick. He was on a new team in, in Arizona, I believe. You Now you, you're suspended for a whole year. It's a whole year out of football. So now that's two years out of football because he went on IR, I believe, out of training camp. Yes, in August. Um, so now you got to try to get back, you know, I don't know what his contract is with the Cardinals if and he's who's even gonna back. sign you while you're still suspended. So now he has to wait all the way to try to, you know, a new crop of rookies to come in, new yep. players. Um, so really tough break, like you said, just from, you I just know. felt bad because I, I highly doubt it was a ton of money. And obviously he, he – you, you can argue whichever. And obviously he should have known. I'm not, I'm not making an excuse and saying, oh, he didn't know, give him a break. No. But like it's he obvious he known, didn't know. But it's obviously he didn't know because he wrote his name. He wrote his occupation. He obviously thought, like, oh, I'm just making an innocent bet. I'm out here in Vegas. I'm having a good time. Uh, you know, I'm, I want to go out tonight. Maybe so I can it's win not me true. a little money. It's not true. What? They said what happens if Vegas stays in Vegas. Except herpes. Yeah, shout out to Hangover. Great movie. Great movie. And gambling. That'll come back with you, too. Win or lose. As J-Mac has said, the chop is back in New Jersey. That's not the chop. That's not the signal for the chop. That was the face Shiano used to make. The chop is back in New Jersey. Greg Shiano has officially uh, decided to come back to the banks. Four years, 32 million the banks of the old raritan um, banks of the old raritan i don't know the song um so they said they they worked out some things in the deal uh private jet he got his plane got his plane but only for football and recruiting purposes and and he needs to have some privately funded fund funds in there also he they said he had to take out that you know he could just leave if they didn't get the facilities updated and everything. And the, the uh, school says that him and athletic director, uh, Mr. Hobbs, come up with has to come up with half of the funds. Former players fund? You trying to start one? Uh, no. Sorry. You want to Shannon back? He's back. Play- Former players fund. I will be there to support. Mm, so you'll be, you're in the building. I'll be there point. to support. But if the players start a fund, I'll contribute. Okay, there you go. I got five on it. I'm happy to see Shiano back. Five dollars, not thousand five hundred. Five dollars. I'm happy to see Shiano back uh, for our program. The only days of glory days 
consisted of years under Greg Schiano. So hey, Schiano's back at Rutgers. USF has has relieved Charlie Strong of his duties. Okay. Um, who wants the USF job? Probably the same amount of people that want the Rutgers job. Not many. So we got a Rutgers reunion. Will Jim Levitt be back at USF? You remember my man who used to run laps before the game? Going nuts on the sideline. I mean, USF became really relevant when yes. he was there. They, they were, were up in the, the country at one point. Yes. But what was the quarterback's name? I can't think of it. Uh, Grothy, Matt Grothy. Yes. And then BJ Daniels. Yes. Um, but come to find out, he actually sued the school. I'm not sure why. And in the suit and what he signed, I think they settled. They settled. They don't have to – he's not allowed to apply for a job. And any. And if he does, they don't have to accept it under any circumstances. So there's a chance that USF's best chances as a football team is hiring a coach that they had previously, and they can't really hire him if the uppers don't decide. If the president and the AD and a different higher-up say no, USF can continue to be irrelevant, as Rutgers is. But Rutgers is back. That was just a side story. We had a lot of battles with USF. Um, so just seeing that today on Instagram, I thought it was very interesting. But smart of Rutgers, we didn't have any type of settlement with Shiano, and he is back. Um, and they said he has already started recruiting. So all you two-star and three-star recruits. That's how we made it. Get ready. Shiano's back to his roots. He's going to find a Jason McCourty. A jazzy guy. The, a Ray, jazzy Rice, guy. the Ray Rices. The Devin McCourty's. The Ron Geraults. Muhammad Sanu's. The Muhammad Sanu's. The three stars. Deron Harmon's. The Deron Harmon's. Logan Ryan. The Logan Ryan. Nah, Logan Ryan was like a four star. He was oh, big time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You four stars, he might come get you. But I'm not a fan of many of you four and five stars. Shout out Logan Ryan. Oh, he's balling this year. Indeed, indeed. Thanksgiving. How was yours? It was good. Uh, it was good. It was good. Good. Family time. So our Thanksgiving consisted of our wives, our kids, and Mama Mac was in town. So had some good food once we finished off. But food. the wives cheated. They got the food catered. Thanksgiving is his homemade. So officially, you heard it here first. When I retire, I will look up cooking. We set the standard. To no make more, sure. No more, no more. To make sure we always have home cooked Thanksgiving. Because that just was, that was just unacceptable. Food was good. You know, food was good. Shout For out sure. my man, Jawed. But we supposed to you supposed to smell the aromas all throughout my, the house. My daughter was upset because I told her it was Thanksgiving. She was excited. No school. I was like, but do you know what Thanksgiving consists of? I was like, family. Yes. Food. Yes. She was all excited. And football. I don't want to watch football. Can we change it after the game goes off? I was like, I'm sorry, but after this game goes off, there's going to be another game. And when that game goes off, there's going to be another game after She that. wasn't a fan of that. She wasn't a fan. She doesn't like to see players get hurt. So she's all for it. She's all for it. And I think because she knows her dad plays football, as soon as she sees somebody down and the trainer go over there, she's freaking out. I don't want to watch it anymore. She means she don't see me get hurt. She be beating me up. Her and her brother be jumping me. You get any shopping done Black Friday? I don't I don't do Black Friday anymore. When I was in when were we in college, we try to do Black Friday. You know, you try to get the things you want, some clothes, go to some stores. The sales was terrible. It'd be 50% off on selected items. It don't be none of the items you want. That doesn't stop me. What stops me is the craze. Like yes. I don't want to get beat up over it. Like, 
But because of online, you can do a lot of your Black Friday shopping online. And if you miss it on Friday, just Cyber Monday. And you go on Cyber Monday. So my I wife, missed it all. My wife got a lot of the kids' gifts and all of that. I don't really do shopping. I'm not really, I don't really buy anybody Christmas Shout gifts. Shout out your anymore. wife for planning ahead, though. Yeah, I don't really buy Christmas gifts. You don't buy your kids' gifts? Yeah, but my wife does that. And I buy my mom some. Like, everybody else, like, just Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. You filthy animal. What movie is that from? Come on, man. Home Alone. Okay. Breaking down um, the loss in Houston. Uh, Houston. Obviously, I didn't make the we trip, have a so problem. I wasn't able to be on the sideline and be a part of it. I tell you what, it is extremely hard watching the games from home. And I'm watching the defense, and I'm like, I don't know what the play call is. I'm seeing the play. I'm like, ah. Oh. And you just you can't communicate to anybody. So very, 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 very frustrating. Uh, not being able to make the trip, not being able to take the field with my guys. Nothing went well in, in Houston, really. Um, late, late rally at the end to try to what's the name fight. Like just I said, that onside I kick. said it after the game. I never question the fighter of our team. Guys are always going to fight. Guys are always going to work their butt off until there's no time left. Um, but I do. I think at the end of the year, when you play the better teams in the NFL, you know we played against the Eagles, the Cowboys. Well, we started with Baltimore, who's the top of the AFC now. We played the the Eagles and the Cowboys, who are fighting for that division. Mm -hmm. Then we go play Houston, who's on top of their division and fighting to climb up uh, in the AFC standings. Now we got Kansas City next, who's ahead of their division, fighting to climb in the AFC uh, standings. It's that time of the year. Playing hard is just not enough. Mm -hmm. Every team we play at the end of the year, they're playing for something. They're going to be fighting for something. They're going to play hard. Kansas City is going to play hard. Cincinnati's going to play hard. They're fighting for their culture. Miami's going to play hard. They're fighting for their culture. And then Buffalo's obviously going to play hard because they're fighting for this division, the division that we're ahead of right now, but they're only a game behind. So um, that is just something that we have to do a better job of. Um, to me, the things that stuck out in the game was just complimentary football is what we always talk about. Um, and to me, it jumps off the screen when we don't do a good job of it. That's how you end up down 14-3, then 28-3. It's just complimentary football. When you don't compliment each other, where you, you know, defense has, a, that last week. defense has a bad possession, then offense has a bad possession. It, it just, you, you, can't, you can't survive like that. So that's when the score gets lopsided. And like I said, we tried to rally, uh, but it just, it's not enough against a good football team. I think one key thing you said is this time of the year, you find ways to win. So it may not always be pretty. It may not be the way you kind of designed it all week. There might have been some good execution, some bad execution. But at the end of the day is did you find a way to win? And like you said, when you're going against good quarterbacks, you're going against good defenses with a running game, a passing game, and well-balanced teams, it comes down to a lot of times the last two minutes of the game. And ours ultimately is as bad as we might have felt we played or didn't execute or didn't play complimentary football. It came down to an onside kick that we missed by a matter of inches as Bolden reaches his hand up and, you know what I mean, just as able – Hits it, but not able to keep it in bounds. And as poorly as we thought we might have played in that game, and we're able to get that ball from going out of bounds and able to drive down there and score a touchdown, you walk away with a win. I've always said it since, like, college. It's a lot easier to correct a game after a win versus a loss. So um, the one thing about our league, which is very similar to playing the cornerback position, is you got to have a short memory and you got to move on and get ready for the next one because, like you just said, Kansas City coming in here, a team that we played twice last year, 
each of those games went down Instant to the wire. <laughs> yes. Um, played them here at home in Foxborough and went on the road to play them in the AFC Championship game. And those were some tough, tough battles. We made plays. They made plays. It was just like a boxing match, a heavyweight, just haymaker after haymaker. And um, they rolled on uh, the Raiders uh, last week. Um, it was cold, and Raiders just looked like they didn't want no part of that cold weather. And um, Kansas City, Mahomes ran for a touchdown. Um, and, and and I think when you watch, the thing that sticks out is just speed. They have speed everywhere, like you just said. Oakland a couple times covered everybody up, then Mahomes runs down the sideline mm -hmm. uh, for a touchdown. Then you don't cover everybody up. You got Kelsey down the sideline for a long play. Then you got, you got obviously, Tariq Hill. You got Sammy Watkins. Uh, you got Hardman, Hardman yeah. so um, you got Robinson. Then you, I mean, that's not mentioning LaShawn McCoy, one of the better and backs Williams in our right era. Now. So, um, you know, it's just so much speed and ability. So many weapons. Out there on offense. And so Andy Reid's the one with the headset. Our, our hands will be full. You know, they, they make a ton of plays. Um, you know, you watch the Tennessee game. Um, they made a lot of plays. They jumped out to a 10-0 lead just in that game. So um, trying to get off to a good start and playing these guys tough for 60 minutes because we saw that last year mm -hmm. uh, in the AFC uh, title game of playing them, coming out, holding them no points in the first half, and then, boom, they rattle off 24 points out of nowhere, like you know, that, that fast. So uh, it'll be a full 60-minute game. And um, like I said earlier, any game we win at this point in the season – means we brought our A game, and that's what we'll have to do. That's what we're going to get from them. So it's an exciting time, I think. When you want to be a champion and you want to build a championship team, this is what you have to get through. This is when teams are truly made and bonded together. Um, so I can't wait. You know, tomorrow we start practice, start the preparation for the week, and I know we'll have all hands on deck and, and guys trying to compete and climb and claw for any way to find – uh, victory because it's it's not good when you you're coming off a loss. No doubt. Um, Black cat curse. What, what is this? You didn't see this? I All did. right, let me let me go to the phone. So, the Monday night curse of uh, the Monday night cat curse is real. Since the black Monday cat, night black cat curse. Yes, since the black cat signing on November fourth, NFL cat teams have lost every game they played. Now this tweet is from uh is from uh, November twenty sixth. So the games played this weekend. Kind of threw it off a little bit, but at the time, any cat team was struggling. The Lions, 0-4. The Panthers, 0-3. They put them to 0-4 because they lost to Washington. Cincinnati, 0-3. 1-3 now. They beat, what's the name? Jaguars, 0-2. Now 0-3 uh, after losing to Tennessee this weekend. So, so this was after a black cat came on the on the field on, on whose game? Giants and Cowboys. Oh, uh, and since then all uh, we're on twelve. Well, shout out. You said since he broke the curse. Hey, so do you change your name for the season? Panthers, Lions, Bengals. Come on, Jaguars. Man. You'll you'll be dealing with a lawsuit. You can't do anything like that. Hey, the black cat curse is real. Panthers change coaches. Why can't you change the name? I mean, all four of those teams have a good chance not to make the playoffs. Do they find the cat? Are they already? Maybe they have to find this cat. And do what? Take it in. Treat it right. The cat, The cat. I mean, obviously doesn't have a home. It's run on the field. They may need to stay away from you because last week we were on here and we talked about Duke and we talked about Coach K's greatness. And they what? So Coach K's not great anymore? And they, they had spent the most weeks as the number one team, correct? Or I the believe most it was 218. Wins, most wins while being number one. And the AP poll. So she and you say this. And literally that night or the night after, I go home. Is that night? Stevens F. 
Stephen Austin. F. Austin, not Stevens. You might be right, but you might be wrong. Stephen F. Austin. Upsets them. Do you even know where that school is located? The state? I do not. It's located in Texas. Sometimes you, hey, what did we say after Baltimore? When you play a game, someone has to win, someone has to lose. It's not the first time Duke's lost. I just said they have the most wins when they're number one in the AP AP pool. They happen to lose this time. You know, we wouldn't be saying all of this if they would have lost to Michigan State or they would have lost to North Carolina, you know? But tonight they got a big game. They're playing Michigan State. What do you think about that? They're playing Michigan State. They get back on top. Have a chance. But shout-out to me. Shout-out Stephen F. Austin. They go, and they went, to, I think it was, it was at Cameron Indoor. You know how I knew it was located uh, in Texas? I don't know. I, don't really... I got drafted with another guy, Dominique Edison. He went to Stephen F. Austin. Okay, great for them. But they beat Duke. That was probably the biggest win in school history. Probably. basketball. Probably. Anything. But it had, it, it, I didn't jinx him. They just got beat by a better team that night. Saying, you talked all of that nonsense, and they go. All I said was Coach K's great. He's still great. Not if you keep losing to Stephen F. Austin. You heard it here first. Because of this conversation, Duke will probably win the national championship. Are you saying they're going to win or are you saying probably? Probably. Because anybody can say probably. I'm not a Duke fan. You can go through the top five teams and say they're probably going to win, they're probably going to win. Yeah, but March Madness, you can't say that. March Madness is probably the hardest thing to predict of anything. Here Dev says he has Duke to win the national title. One of those cat teams actually got a victory, got their first victory of the season. Zach Taylor seeing a little emotional after First the victory game. for him in his career as a head coach. Yes, uh, inserted Andy Dalton back into the lineup. Still no A.J. Green, but they were able to get it done out there and get their first victory versus the Jets. The AFC, AFC Jets. East division opponent, rivalry. The Jets. Jets had just won three in a row. Jets were rolling. And because I wasn't playing in the game this Sunday, I happened to be in treatment. And uh, they had – because I never watched the pregame shows and all of that. I don't really like to hear people just um, spewing a lot of hot air uh, in, in, in the vicinity. But they talked about this was a perfect time for the Bengals to win. The Jets are rolling. And it was like this is the type of game that is just the Jets being the Jets will lose in. It just so happened the Bengals got that win. They jinxed the Jets. So it wasn't Jets, it wasn't your fault. You got jinxed. You'll get back on the winning track next week. Shout out to former players getting back into coaching. Jawan Howard has Michigan rolling. They showed him dancing after the game. Uh, I don't know what kind of dance move they were doing, but Michigan that's, that's cool wins to the see Atlanta's too. title. Do you remember when he got the job, how emotional he was on the introduction? So uh that that's Shout pretty out to cool. Fab five, man. I mean they did a whole thing for the culture. That wasn't just college yes. basketball. We talking about baggy shorts, black sneakers. Everybody wanted to be that. That was it. That was. I mean, shout out ESPN. That was an awesome thirty for thirty. Uh, I mean, they always done a great thirty for thirties. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Michigan, Michigan versus Ohio State, supposed to be one of the biggest rivalries. Um, I would well, say. Weren't we playing like the Michigan like theme song? Yeah, we had the fight song. Fight going song on at, at practice. Everybody's uh, looking around like, what, what is this? Um, but Tom and Chase Winovich, they knew. Um, but this was supposed to be like one of the bigger football rivalries in all sports. Um, but Michigan has now lost eight in a row in the game. <laughs> they got killed. Um, and, you know, Tom even knew it in the locker room. Um, sad to see, but John Simon and Nate Ebner are very excited about it. Um, but it might be time to take this off of one of the most hyped-up rivals um, in sports. Until it, it it just not, it's not rivals, living yeah. up to it, you know. You can't keep getting beat the same way each time, you know, but we'll see how that goes. Well, going straight into 
uh, basketball talking about our Boston. Group chat. We in a group chat. Our segment. Boston. Yeah, our Boston. Let me pull Celtics. up the group chat. Um, Kyrie Irving, now a New Jersey Net. He missed the game. Are they still they're called the New York Nets now? Bro- the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. We we talked about how he missed the game in Bro- in Boston. New Jersey Nets. In Boston, and they ripped him. They chanted his name, and he he wrote a long Instagram message about it. Um, but then the Boston Celtics the Celtics go to Brooklyn. They told him get in the car and go back home. They, they they go to Brooklyn, and it was cool to see. Embraced all his former teammates. Um, the the Nets won, so Celtics fans, Seas fans weren't happy about that. Um, but it was just cool to see all that. I think when you see a high you know a high profile player like Kyrie Irving uh, become a free agent and leave, and then you hear all the rumors how he wasn't a great teammate and all of this. I always enjoy seeing when t- when they play each other how the guys interact. And I think especially for fans and, and people when you're outside of the sports, including us as we look into the NBA, but just professional sports in general, I think sometimes we forget that like everybody within it is a human being as well with feelings and emotions and relationships. And, man, relationships are huge. And you may I may play on a team with you and be like, I don't know if he's the right fit, but that doesn't mean that you're not my brother and I haven't played with you over the past year, two years, and don't know maybe about your kids and your family and that of that nature. So, like you said, to see them embrace after the game, sometimes for us, people don't realize, but for us as athletes, that's what it's all about. Like when you just said at the beginning of the show, shout-out to Eric Rowe getting that contract extension – me last year being on the team with him, seeing him get married uh, to his wife this offseason, but watching him have to go through an injury last year, having to have surgery midway through the season and talking to him about if he's able to push through, he's going to be a free agent, what should he do, and how excited he was when he signed in Miami. And now he signs a three-year deal in Miami, making it to a big contract and getting a chance to meet his mom and dad and his family and all of that. You realize what everybody goes through, and it's just like, Yo, he just reached an ultimate goal that he's probably had since he was a little kid. So I think that's what we sometimes forget in sports is the bonds that are built the human over, element. over over winning and how that great that feels of winning the Super Bowl, winning an NBA championship and all of that, but also the bonds and the relationships that are built over adversity, going 0-16 in a season <laughs> or, you know what I mean, getting a coach fired, things not going your way, how people band together and find ways even in Cleveland, we didn't win, but we found ways to continue to fight and get through that season. So, man, relationships are so huge in our game. Yeah, no, it's true. So that was cool. And I want the NFL to bring back these throwback jerseys. Did you see that, the Grizzly and the Jazz? Yeah, like you're watching these NBA games and you're seeing, I mean, they have a ton of jerseys. They have, like, Miami has Miami Vice. To, like, they do a bunch of We ain't of saying we jerseys. want all that. But. Yeah, but to just the throwbacks, like those Thanksgiving games, I like used to watch the Thanksgiving games, and they would throw on the throwback uniforms. I remember playing Detroit on Thanksgiving. So do you know why it's no it's No, no I know, because they don't the want us to switch and helmets helmet. and all of that. Yeah. But, but just put the old decals and keep the helmet the same color. Just put the old decals. And we'll, there's, some we'll throw, compromise. there's some throwbacks that don't require a yeah, switch of helmets. True. I'm not saying we have to wear a, a jersey from like – this particular year, like the sixties, like we can wear the throwback jerseys from the early nineties or something. Like there's just so many different jerseys. I think. So you like to see and it would help. It would help the NFL. I mean, they more get, merchandise. They get so. to put another jersey out there for sale of Tom Brady and yeah. all the different players. But I just think you know it would be cool to see. So you like to see the royal, the Patriots, the royal blues. Would love back. to see the royal blues. Like why wouldn't we have yeah. the royal blues? Like we need we we need to do something 
You know, we already got my claws, my cleats coming up this week, um, which is cool. I mean, but let's that not. Game's this game? Yeah, let's. I missed it. Let's not get it twisted, though. We make a big deal about being able to wear our own cleats. I mean, it's not that serious. We should always be able to wear our own cleats. Like, we act like because the NFL allows us to not get fined and represent something on our cleats, like it's the biggest deal. I mean, it's about time we recognize that, hey, Players do great things. Let them have a voice in the field. Let's wear them all the people outside of football. Yeah. yeah so um, I'm just not – my cause, my cleats is cool. It's established. It's a part of the season now. But let's get a throw – like a throwback week or, uh, excuse me, a couple throwback weeks. Like, I think that would be cool. I love seeing that in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the plays – Even think, Rutgers did a throwback week. They put on long sleeve that jerseys. Was that was terrible. They put on long sleeve I felt, jerseys. I felt like that contributed to how bad we were to see. Like, I felt bad for those kids because it was a rather warm game. And I'm like, they out here in these, these long sleeve jerseys. They're Throw it back sweating. to Paul Robeson, man. Show some love. They I don't could've... even know what year we threw that back to. Oh, yeah, way back. It probably was the game where we played Princeton. The last First time, game? The last time we've been national champion. We won the natty, though. They don't recognize us as winning the natty, but crazy, you win the first ever game, you won the natty. Crazy play from this last week. Russell Wilson throws a ball. Ball gets batted. Russell Wilson tries to bat the ball down. Ball intercepts it, return for a touchdown. Have you ever seen a play like that? Never. I mean, last year, no, not last year. We were talking about Tennessee in the playoffs versus Kansas City a couple years ago. Throws a ball. Marcus Mariota throws ago. it. Revis bats it. it. Mariota catches, catches it. it. He uh-huh. scores a touchdown. I'd rather see, like Russell Wilson did, defense get an interception. So, shout out Harris, catches the interception, scores the touchdown. That's what it's about. Yeah. But Dane's Russ still made the plays to win. For sure. It's a bad man, man. Bad That's man. a bad man. Nipsey's Hustle's legacy continues to live on. The Marathon Continues store opens up in New York City. Fan of Nipsey? Yeah, Nipsey Hustle speaks the real. I mean, awesome lyrics. You know, wasn't just a rapper. But he was an entrepreneur, real estate, so many had his hands in so many different things. Um, really showed coming from a bad area the different things you can do. Um, and, and, not, and not only once you do them, but how you reach back in the community and continue to pull people out and continue to show people that, hey, man, I know you don't see it, but there's other ways to succeed in life. You don't got to do, you don't have to be a criminal and do these certain things or go down that wrong path, but there's another avenue that you can create for yourself. And uh, he spoke about that in his music. And whenever he was interviewed, he spoke about that. And that's what he stood for. So. And to see the Marathon Continue store open up in New York City. And if you thought the Popeye's line was long, the line was ridiculous. People standing outside. And this time of the year, it's cold. Yes, it is. New York City streets. The line was forever. People waiting just to get inside. And a lot of the merchandise they already saw online and different things. I'm sure they had some new stuff. But it, it was more about people going there to support what he stood for and to help support his family, um, which I think is great for the culture. Um, and I think it's great to support each other. Um, so to see the Marathon continue, uh, store still be able to have its uh, his flagship store in L.A., but now open up in different big cities. Hopefully it continues right. to take off. The marathon continues. Yeah. When do you start? When do you, did you put Christmas tree up? Christmas tree is up. Last night, went to put the Christmas tree up. So we do it. We cheated a little bit. We had a Christmas tree with the lights already wrapped around it. Plug it in, light up. Light up. Fake. Got the fake one. Okay. Yeah, we're all about the fake life. Plug it in Monday night. Ah. We got three-fourths three of the tree lit. 
So we we reach and we plugging stuff back in. We thinking we got a short somewhere. We ain't had time. The kids was like, tree, where's the tree? We had to go to Lowe's. Had to go get a new tree. My tree was six and a half, six or six and a half uh, feet. We go to Lowe's. What size tree you think we come home with? Looks like a 10-footer up there. Come home with a nine-foot tree. Why we can't go and just get the simple tree? So cops don't come to my house and get me, but we go to Lowe's. I see a seven-and-a-half tree, nice small box, loaded in a, uh, in a cart, good to go. No, my wife wants to get a nine-foot tree. Get the nine-foot tree, right? Go to put the nine-foot tree in the car. What do you think happened? Don't fit. Nine-foot tree don't fit. Because when you have two car seats in the back, it doesn't fit. My wife wants the Range Rover, can't get the truck like I said she needs to get. So did you leave a kid there? That was option number two. So we had to see. Ride dirty or leave the kid in Lowe's and come back and get him later. Who would you have left? You're probably right. I would have left my wife. Mm, she good. knows how to fend for herself. Good choice. Would have put Lowe in the front seat, Bray in the back seat. Good choice. Instead, Lowe sat in Michelle's lap in the front seat. Braden rolled in the back. He couldn't see anything because when you go to the store to get a tree, you can't see the Mickey and Minnie Mouse display. And they're like, Mickey, Mickey. That's what my one-year-old Braden saying, Mickey, Mickey. My daughter says, so you I toys? want Mickey and Minnie. I want them. I want Mickey and Minnie. I want Mickey and Minnie. So you got them? We got Mickey and Minnie. I can't, can't take my kids this. So. We got Mickey and Minnie. Can't well, it was, mine. I mean, we put the tree up. My daughter, we got in at 6 a.m., so I didn't get out of bed till 11. Got my got my couple hours of sleep. Um, soon as she runs in the room, Daddy, I want Christmas. What? I want Christmas. What do you mean you want Christmas? I want Christmas. She wanted the Christmas tree to go up, so we couldn't we couldn't come through on that. Kit, kit, we had to get Mickey. Kit, kit knows what she wants. I, I can I can appreciate that. She was ready for Christmas. Come, Norman Tech, come back of the week. What you got? So, we had a tough one this week. Um, we bashed Rutgers last week for, for letting it fall through with Shiano. Um, and we want to give him Norman Tech come back of the week, but we're tired of talking about Rutgers. Shout right. out Greg Shiano, back at Rutgers. Make it happen, Cat. But we talked about Rutgers for almost a month on the show. So, comeback player of the week will go to my – Former roommate at the combine coming out of 2010 for the draft, Joe Hayden, Pittsburgh cornerback, playing against his old team, Cleveland. And if any of you were paying attention, Cleveland and Pittsburgh had a little showdown go down a couple weeks ago. So it's a big game. Not only because of that, also a lot of playoff contentions on the line. Cleveland is trying to work their way up on a schedule that people deem to not be as hard. And slow Pitt- start, and now they were moving. And Pittsburgh's a team who lost their quarterback in the, in the beginning of the season, but is still in the uh, wild card position. So a lot going on in this game, and Cleveland is mounting the comeback. They're on their way to come back. Baker drops back. Baker throws to his right. Joe Hayden makes a pick. nice catch, too. Makes a nice catch. Joe Hayden, so intercepts it. Kind of kills the whole fight, all of that stuff. Ends it with Pittsburgh getting a win. And he used to play in Cleveland. Cleveland decided to cut him. So now he is in, probably in Cleveland's playoff uh, contention with the ceiling interception. Yep. Shout out Joe Hayden, Norma Tech, player, comeback player of the week. We go. know Joe. Joe, friend of the show. So good to see. Yeah. 
lost the week, and I think this is kind of an easy one. Um, this goes to Josh Shaw. Sorry, uh, Josh Shaw. It had to be you, man. Yeah, man. I, I, but I hope he rebounds. He's obviously probably learned his lesson. I'm hoping he gets back in the league and everything works out. But he definitely uh, lost, he lost the weekend. weekend and his form he lost the weekend, but he might have won some money. So he might have got a – Might have broke even. Uh, we'll see. But the Bengals. His former team won the weekend as they were able uh, – Zach Taylor to get his first win. This was win. close because we went with Bengals, but it really probably – I mean, it could have just been Zach Taylor for his first win as a head coach. Um, no, I can't just be him. He didn't play. He didn't play a snap out there. I've, no, I know, I know. The Bengals. But the, we give it to the whole Cincinnati Bengals from top down. Getting your first win, uh, that's big. Yeah, more than an athlete uh, this week. Mark Barron uh, has been named the Week 12 NFLPA Community MVP for distributing. 1,500 turkeys to underprivileged families for Thanksgiving. You get a turkey. You get a turkey. You get a turkey. In his home state of Alabama. Awesome, awesome uh, stuff right there. Making That's sure uh, everyone can eat and enjoy uh, their Thanksgiving. Um, pretty good and, stuff. And That's awesome. I mean, you're doing that. You're giving back. You're playing the game. You're ending uh, Cleveland's playoff. I mean, obviously, he did it all this weekend. He had a, big, a great Thanksgiving. Big week for Pittsburgh. Reminder. Hold on. I, I need people. Tweet me. Tweet me with some ideas. I'm going to go to the pro shop this week and buy 12 McCourty jerseys. Um, well, 12 each. So, I'm going to go. Oh, you're getting 12 each. Yeah. One, Ooh, yeah. So, you, so, winner is getting both jerseys? Yeah, we got to do that. Oh, baby. Oh, hey, it's Giving Tuesday. It's holiday season. Tweet me ideas on how to give out. These 12 jerseys for the 12 days of Christmas. Tweet me ideas. I'm telling you, tweet me ideas. You get what I'm saying? So you know what you got to do? You got to go on your social media and tell them they need to watch this ep- the last episode of Double Coverage to figure out what you said about an opportunity to win a jersey. All right. You do a lot of logistics. Handle that for me. And I'll hand out. I'll buy the jerseys. As a reminder, you can find the audio version on iTunes. The video version is on YouTube. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCordy twins. And make sure when you do that, you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe. No mama, we made it. I like how you slow that down though. Hit the subscribe button. There you go. Make sure you do it. Check us out. YouTube, iTunes, all of that. And tell your mama you made it. And as always, thank you to our partners, Boston Medical Center, Embrace Kids Foundation, and Norma Tech Recovery System. We appreciate you Hey, shout you out guys. anybody who went and took advantage of that Norma Tech holiday uh, discount, you know. For sure. I hope I you hope did. I hope you used that McCordy code that we created just You didn't need a show. code. Yeah, I know. As you know, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll be back. Still in the basement. But we'll be back with decorations next week. We're going to get you in the holiday spirit. Jingle bell. Oh, and we might start off next show with when I say our see favorite. We're going to start off next show with our favorite uh, Christmas song. Thanks. Now, see you later. <laughs>